trigger warning. This episode's um what am I supposed to say? This episode deals with hard topics. This episode deals with hard topics. We'll be covering Jeff Epstein. So we'll be covering issues of assault involving minors and some other really terrible stuff. Sorry, guys. Hey. Hi. (laughs) Always laughing. Always. Always laughing. (laughs) But it's because saying hi is awkward because we are already talking before we start recording. Yes. And then we have to pretend that someone new just walked into the room. But even if I like was here and someone new just walked into the room, I'm not going to fucking say hi to that person. I don't do that. I don't introduce myself to people. I don't say hello because then they're going to think I want to talk to them. And yes. truth be told, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I probably don't want to talk to you. And just pick up my phone and scroll through it so I don't have to. Because <laughs> that's who I am as a person. <laughs> And that's Katie. That's Katie. (laughs) And I'm Ashley. And I'm Liz. Welcome to to Always Last to Know. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Thanks for coming in for another week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, For coming in. For coming in. Yeah, because we're in your phone and you're now with us. Yeah. That's how this works. I just assume everyone listens to this on their phone. I don't know what people do. I don't know your life. I <laughs> you think you're better than me because you listen to this on your computer. <laughs> uh, uh, we're well, already off the rails. <laughs> yeah, already. But that's because this topic is... Oh, man. Katie, please tell us because I don't know anything about this person. Uh, so yeah, um, as you probably saw from our Instagram and Facebook posts, we're going to be talking about um, Jeffrey Epstein and uh, <sighs> that really just encompasses how I feel. At one point, so we decided to do something new, rather or not new, but kind of go with what we've been doing lately, where rather than all of us researching the topic, it's going to be like one or two of us researching and kind of teaching the other two about it. And like kind of flows a lot better. So while I was doing a majority of the research to kind of back up the knowledge that I already have of that garbage human being, <laughs> I texted Ashley and Liz and literally said, like, I just need to curl up and cry for five minutes mm-hmm. because of all of this research. And it's not the amount of research I had to do, but just like what I was reading. The content. Just the content was so rough. So I'm going to try and do both Ashley and Liz a favor and anyone who's listening I'm gonna try really hard to not talk specifics and details about like what he did to these poor girls um and we're really just going to talk about kind of how he got to where he was because holy shit it doesn't make any fucking sense yeah and um just sort of everything that's been going on and why these memes that are being shared are like kind of actually really important I never thought I would say memes are important. These ones are. And we're going to talk about why. So, pulls out notes aggressively, <laughs> uh, which I actually have to pull them up in Microsoft Word because my computer got mad at me and got that like color circle. Uh, and then I forgot to repull them back up because the I'm The spinning having... wheel of death? <laughs> yeah, the color circle of death. So, we're going to start with the very beginning. 
So he was born Jeffrey Edward Epstein, his initials J-E-E. And in my notes, I wrote like, gee, I'm a huge fuckwad. (laughs) 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 Starting off strong. Um, He's born in Brooklyn and he's got a brother named Mark. And his brother comes into play I mean, his whole life, because like your brothers are there your whole life. But he comes into play a lot later. And just just remember that he's got a brother. Okay. So he graduated high school when he was 16 years old. He skipped two grades, which is kind of crazy. And I don't want to say like, oh, like he's smart. But he's clearly pretty books, was clearly pretty book smart. It sounds like it. Yeah. So he, uh, I was attending classes at Cooper Union. And then changed colleges in 1971. And in September, he attended the Koran Institute of Mathematical Sciences at um, New York University. But he mm-hmm. left without receiving a degree in 1974. Okay. So he was like around 23 at that point. Mm-hmm. No, 21 at that point. So he didn't graduate. And again, in my notes, so apparently real smart. I just want to remind y'all, no degree was received. Okay. So then he's like 22, 23 years old, and he gets hired as a math teacher for teens at the Dalton School on the Upper East Side. And when we're talking Dalton School, like picture Blair fucking Waldorf yeah. and Nate. That's what I was just, okay. Nate and Gossip Girl. Yeah. Archibald and Gossip like. I've heard of this school. The, the top people. And there he met some really, really powerful people. He was hired by Donald Barr, who apparently is the father of the U.S. general attorney, William Barr. That's like a pretty big connection right off the bat to have made at such a young age. Yeah. Uh, Then he was fired for poor performance. But like, I wonder why. Maybe because he wasn't a fucking teacher. Maybe because he's 23 years old and also low-key a fucking pedophile. Okay, sorry. No, bring it back in, Katie. Um, But there he met, like... (laughs) But, like, yeah. There he met the fucking rich kids of New York City and their wealthiest parents. I mean, if we're talking about elite schools, like, bringing up major connections and, like, Ivy Leagues introducing you to, like, who's who, this is where that stuff starts in New York City. So he met... Alan Greenberg, who was the chief executive officer at Bear Stearns, which is like a financial office. And they are like big fucking money, especially in 1974. So he gets taken on there and he is still no college degree and is like 23 years old. He rapidly rises in this company. Okay. Rapidly. Um, and then in 19- What is he doing for them? He is uh, handling, like, big investments. Okay, okay. Um, So we're talking, like, stock market, managing people's money. He's, like, taking on big clients. And they particularly liked him, apparently, because he was, like, really charming and really Ah. good with other clients. Where have we heard the charming thing before? I don't know. Ted Bundy, I heard, was pretty fucking charming. (laughs) Oh, God, Katie. Um, Throw some ice on that burn, Katie. Yes, I just, I really fucking, really hate this guy. 
Literally, the document, the title of my notes is called, Ugh, I hate this dude. That's what I saved my notes under. I love ah, it. Perfect. Um, so he's a financial guy now. And then in 1981, so that's not even 10 years later, he is asked to leave. And according to his testimony, it's because he was guilty of a Regulation D violation. And it, can we explain what that is? I'm going to try. Okay. Because it took me a little while to figure out what it is. And I have to, I have to sort through the 20 million fucking tabs on here to find it. So according to a 2003 article in Vanity Fair, the Reg D violation that he had done was that he lent money to his closest friend. But like not necessarily money that was his. To oh. Him. Okay. That huh. being said, that's some shady shit. He got fired from being a teacher after a year. He mm-hmm. got fired from this. Um. And we're already seeing that he maybe isn't the most reliable human being in the world. And I'm wondering, because a lot of things that I read about this were talking about how he got fired for, what was the term that they used? Conduct that was, like, not about, he, like, did stuff that, like, wasn't in line with their company. You know? Yeah. I can't think yeah. of conduct. He, like, uh. Oh, uh, remember, but basically, hey, like, what, I know what you mean, and I can't think of it either. On the tip uh, of my tongue. <laughs> Like a, people, people are probably screaming at us right now. Right? When the people <laughs> on the board of trustees are like, that behavior is not who we are. Um, yeah. Which, when I read that, I wasn't like, oh, he's doing shady stuff with money because you guys probably all do shady stuff with money, are which you-, you definitely do because Bear Stearns collapsed in 2008 because huh. they did some shady stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, they, he was doing, and I, I honestly am wondering if some of these things were because he was doing really inappropriate stuff with young children. Yeah. You kind of wonder about that dude. Especially with what comes up later. Um, and let's not forget. That's that all he, I... <laughs> he met the dude who worked for Bear Stearns cause he fucking met his kid first. And yeah. was like, oh, I'm charming and wealthy. Talk to your parents about me. Go away. You're supposed to be like my teacher. I was also going to oh. say like, all I could think when you said that he got a job at a school was the underage girl thing. That's all I could think about. Right? I'm sure that's all anyone could think about. So after this, um, Jeff Epstein, who again, really rapidly climbed these, the corporate ladder, um, started his own financial company. And um, he- Oh boy. Said a lot of different things. So the first few things that I have on here are basically just like, shut the fuck up, Jeff. You're not that cool. So the first thing is, he was like, you have to have a billion dollars at least to be my client. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, you're not that cool. Shut up. (laughs) I'm sorry. Who the fuck do you think you are? No. The next one was like, I'm basically a financial bounty hunter for like people who have lost their money to being embezzled or companies that like were embezzling and need to get their money back. This is just like, don't call yourself a bounty hunter. 
you pathetic piece of shit. Right? That cool. I'm financial bound, are you? He's cocky yeah. as hell. Yeah, like you're disgusting, dude. No right? one likes you. Cocky as hell with no reason to be. It's out of control. So he is buying up properties left and right, and I don't necessarily have a timeline of all of the properties that he purchased because I didn't want to read about his wealthy fucking extravaganza, but I did find out that he owns the most expensive, owned the most expensive mansion in Manhattan. Oh, really? Where? Um, I'm not exactly sure where, because again, I was too fucking bitter to look. <laughs> it's okay, don't worry. I was just curious. That's fair. That's totally fair. And I know I have a picture of it somewhere, and oh. I will find it. I'll find it for you, Liz, and you can look at what his money bought him. I want to know what his money fucking bought him. So now we're going to fast forward to, like, the early 2000s. And... In all of that early 90s, we have videos of him hanging out with Bill Clinton, hanging out with Donald Trump. Um, He has a client whose name I can't pronounce, but it's um, Adnan. I kind of want my computer to say it for me. Adnan Kahashki, who is an arms dealer. Oh, lovely. was, like, involved in the Iran-Contra affair. And, like, Mm -hmm. per the Iran-Contra affair, he was, like, the middleman of getting weapons from Israel to Iran. Iran? Okay. Okay. Iran? Iran? I I hear both ways. I feel like it's tomato-tomato. Um, (laughs) if anyone... I feel like it's probably Iran because Iran sounds super American. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hear it both ways, but yeah. So um, I am just going to, like, I did a, a bunch of research on that and tried to, like, kind of go into that. He died in 2017. Um, so I don't think that he was responsible for what happened later. But you never know. So. Anyway, fast forward. He has all of these wealthy friends. He is seen partying with Donald Trump. He's seen going in and out of the White House and flying Bill Clinton on his private jet. He has purchased an island. Um, he's got a place in Miami. Or no, not Miami. He's got a place in Florida near um, Donald Trump. He was his neighbor, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that like... Did Trump live close to like Mar-a-Lago? Yes. Okay. And they were. I I had a feeling it was close to that. Yes. They were in Palm Beach, multimillionaire Jeffrey Epstein, 54. Oh, gotta love it. So it's um, like mid. But they're not friends. Okay. No, they're not friends. And and Donald Trump's not a fan of him, which I'll play that quote in a second or later (laughs) when I get to the connections because we are like just in the fucking beat. Beginning. <laughs> so this is where it all really starts. Um, so the first criminal case, um, and I'll just say that there was a lot more to his career. He did hedge funds. He had multiple companies. His financial management firm. He was consulting for um, 
what's his name? Steven Hoffenberg, um, who did the Tower Financial Corporation. He was just all over the place. But all of these people were super fucking sketchy. The Tower Financial Corporation imploded as one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history, which lost its investors over $450 million. Woo! That's a lot of money. And the dude, Stephen, over here, claimed that Epstein was involved a lot uh, in the scheme. Uh-oh. But he left the company, like four years five years in 1988 uh, whatever he left the company in the late 80s and so before shit hit so the before fan. shit hit the fan which whatever and it's unknown if he in- acquired any money from the ponzi scheme because this again he owns the biggest mansion in manhattan dude doesn't have a college degree he's getting fired left and right where is his money coming from yeah like how many clients could he possibly have that he's getting this exactly. stacked with cash if he's not doing something shady? Exactly. So yeah, he he had a lot of business stuff, but this isn't about his business, his businesses. This is about him and the sketchy people that he knew, really. Yeah. Which I guess were involved in those businesses. Anyway, March of 2005, a woman calls up the Palm Beach Police Department and is like, hey, my 14-year-old stepdaughter was just taken to uh, Jeff Epstein's mansion and she was paid $300 to take her clothes off and massage Jeff Epstein. Ah. Apparently, she took her clothes off but left just in her underwear and was like, fuck no. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she probably freaked the fuck out. Because it's weird. Because yeah, she's fucking, 14. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, I think about myself at 14. No thanks. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no. Because you're a child? Yeah, uh, right? Like, so, no. bam. This begins a 13-month undercover investigation of him. Ooh. Which does include a search of his home. They find pictures they find hidden cameras. They find <gasps> little black books and oh my God. just hella fucking evidence that this dude is paying several girls to, and I quote, perform sexual acts with him. They were able to uh, interview five alleged victims, 17 witnesses. 17 witnesses. Oh my God. And to top it all off, to top off the hidden cameras and photos, there was evidence like high school transcripts and other things found in his trash that proved that he knew that these girls were under 18. The youngest being 14 and many of them under 16. So this wasn't a situation just so that everyone here whoever's listening can stop for a second. This was not a situation where these girls told him they were 18 and lied. They're not like lying to get the money. No, he fucking knew. A former employee who trash told the police that he would receive massages three times a day. And they were able to confirm up to 34 minors 
then this amazing woman, Julie Brown, later was up to identify was able to identify 80 victims. Whoa. And that was in 2018. So 80 victims. 80 victims. And that's 80 of them that were willing to come forward, and 60 of them she was able to locate. Wow. And they all had the same exact story. Wow. Yeah. That's not a fucking coincidence. That's not a coincidence. A couple, maybe, but 80. Yeah. Are people hearing this? 80. 80, oh 80, my 80. God. There's a ton of allegations that have popped up that um, I didn't necess- wasn't necessarily able to find in other things, but some details included allegations that, um, and this is the worst thing that I'm going to say now, just a heads up, um, <clears throat> that 12-year-old triplets were flown in from France for his birthday. Oh. Oh, come on. Yeah. Discuss and who's flying these people in? There is a whole network of these people. Yeah. So um, that's sort of just to kind of set the background. And this is the first thing. This is in 2005 when he's being charged with this. So 2006, really, if you kind of think about the 13 month investigation. Mm-hmm. So here comes in. Um, an FBI investigation, because all of that was being done by the Palm Beach people, the Palm Beach Police Department. And I got to say, like, props to them. It really sounds like they did their work. Yeah, that's amazing. Here comes in the FBI to fuck shit up. Thanks so much. So the FBI comes in and they do their own investigation. They call it Operation Leap Year. Not really sure why. Don't really know. Yeah, that's weird. Um... So the then U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida, Alexander Acosta, that name is the important because that comes in later. Alexander Acosta basically makes a goddamn deal with the fucking devil. He meets Jeff Epstein's lawyer in a restaurant. Um, Him and Jeff Epstein's lawyer were friends and they come from the same social (sighs) circle. They meet in a restaurant to just like casually talk about this horrible trash human being and to talk about what sort of deal they can get for Jeff Epstein. The deal that they get makes me sick to my goddamn stomach. So the article I was just talking about, Julie K. Brown, it's an article in the Miami Herald. She's the one who found the 80 victims. Mm Mm-hmm. She describes it as this. Uh, A muggy October morning in 2007, Miami's top federal prosecutor, Alexander Acosta, has a breakfast appointment with a former colleague, Washington, D.C. attorney, Jay Lefkowitz. It's an unusual meeting for the then 38-year-old prosecutor, a rising Republican star who had served in several White House posts before the named U.S. attorney in Miami by George W. Bush. Instead of meeting in the headquarters, the two men, both with professional roots and prestigious Washington law firm of Kirkland and Ellis, convened at the Marriott in West Palm Beach, 70 mm-hmm. miles away. Why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why are you meeting 70 miles away where no one can see what you're doing? Yeah. 
So Jeff Epstein was accused of assembling a large cult-like network of underage girls with the help of young female recruiters to coerce into having sex behind the walls of his waterfront mansion as often to three times a day. Oh my God. The deal that they made is he plead down to prostitution. What? Yep. They're not... These girls are not prostitutes. These girls are not sex workers. These girls cannot be solicited for sex worker, quote on legal prostitution. And we're using the word prostitution because that's the legal term that is being used in this article. He pled guilty to two prostitution charges in state court. Are we serious right now? That's it. Not even one <sighs> single mention of the minors that were involved. Yeah, what that's the it. fuck? That's it. Uh, he's horrible. Yeah. It gets worse. He <laughs> is sentenced to 18 months in prison. No. Let me guess. He only serves like a day. He serves 13 of them, in which after three months of being there, he is permitted what's called a work release, which allows him to leave his cell, which was left unlocked at all times, for 12 hours a day, six days a week. He then paid them $128,000 for the extra security required for him to leave jail. Are we fu- Wow. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Yep, 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 oh yep. No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this real life or is this fantasy? What? <laughs> when Ashley and I were texting about this, I was saying that like if someone writ- like wrote this down as like a book and I was their editor, I would say, This is lazy writing. Fix this. No one would believe this happened. Yeah. No one would no one would believe. Yeah, no, no one would. But this is real. This fucking happened. Oh my god. Yeah, guys, it's about to get so much worse. He is a sexual predator. He is a se- There are allegations that he flew in 12 12 year old triplets. When I was 12 years old, I had fucking Care Bears that I was writing I Heart Simple right? Plan on. Like, <laughs> yes. Because I'm 12 and I have a pillow of like fucking Pierre Bouvier, the lead singer of Simple Plan, because I'm 12 and I sleep with my Care Bears. Because you're 12. And I'm not allowed to be on the phone past 8 30 because it's rude. Because I'm fucking 12. And this dis- Okay, so. It's just like shook, just hearing you growl. He was like, <laughs> sorry, Felix. Sorry, I'm just so fucking mad. Because remember this dude, Andrew, or Alexander Acosta, who made this deal? He then. Yeah, yeah. The U.S. Secretary of, like, Labor and stuff? No. Uh, guess what? Over. Guess who? What laws he oversees? Human trafficking laws. Oh my god, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. See, they are strategically putting these people into the positions where they have the control over this fucking sex sex trafficking ring. 
This one's deep, guys. This one's deep. This one is, I... This one's and deep. I'm surrounded <laughs> in fucking metaphorical tinfoil because of how crazy this is. The dude who allows a guy to plead down to prostitution charges after sexually assaulting children was then for two and a half years put in charge of the spot that oversees uh, human trafficking laws. And I just have a little quote from our president. What? For two and a half years, he's been just an excellent secretary of labor. He's done a fantastic job. Now, part of it is our economy is so good. Our unemployment numbers are at record lows. You know, so many good things are happening. But the fact is, he's been a very good secretary of labor. What happened 12 or 15 years ago with respect to when he was a U.S. attorney, I think in Miami. Is it Miami? Yes, you know, if you go back and look at everybody else's decisions, whether it's a U.S. attorney or an assistant U.S. attorney or a judge, you go back 12 or 15 years ago or 20 years ago and look at their past decisions, I would think you'd probably find that they would wish they maybe did it a different way. I do. Donald Trump basically just said, hindsight's 2020. Wow. Right? Like- wow. Uh, you know what, though? Oh, I'm yeah. not even fucking surprised. Oh, I'm not even surprised because Donald Trump was Jeff Epstein's neighbor. And shut the front door. Nope. Hold on. Let me just pull up. Uh... Okay. I actually. Yeah, like, there's no way. There's no way to let go. Know. There's no way he didn't know. So we're going to rewind a little bit. He served for 13 months, was released for a year of probation. He was on house arrest in August until August of 2010. Uh, but while he was on probation, he was allowed to use his corporate jet to go between <laughs> his residence between Manhattan and the U.S. Virgin Islands. He was wow. also allowed to take long shopping trips around Palm Beach and walk around Palm Beach for exercise. Okay, so he's not. He's not actually on house arrest. Okay. The same way that he wasn't in jail. He just slept there. Yeah. Right. Um, This entire deal. He just slept. Was. Yeah. No, he just slept. there. His entire deal that was made about pleading out was not told to the victims, which is in fact illegal. What? Yes. Yo, that's hardcore illegal. It's very, very, very illegal. So they contested this in 2011. And they were like, wow, first of all, we were never told that this was happening. And we were never allowed to say any, like, we weren't informed that he was able to plea out. They, the victims got no justice. Wow. So during that appeal, they argued that they at least wanted him to have to be registered as a level three, aka a high risk for repeat offense sex offender. Hmm. Unfortunately, they weren't able to lower that down. Thank fucking God. Oh, oh, like absolutely. Yeah, they tried to bring that down to a a low risk level one, but the judge was like, go fuck yourself. Because he is not low risk. Yeah. He has showed us 80 fucking times. Low risk is like Charlie Day in that movie Horrible Bosses where he accidentally got super drunk and was peeing on a playground at one in the morning and didn't realize it was a playground. (laughs) Oh my God, yeah. That's like a low risk. Yeah. 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 
Okay. So through that, people were fucking livid. They immediately broke the law for this quote-unquote deal of a lifetime. The excuses that Alexander Acosta gave are such bullshit that all I'm going to say is he was told that to quote-unquote leave it alone that Epstein is above your pay grade. Wow. Yes, because there's even richer people pulling the fucking strings. Yes. If that exactly. doesn't fucking prove it, I don't know what will. Um, he was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence. What the fuck does that even... Are they trying to say Epstein is a CIA agent? What the fuck are you talking about? I feel like they're trying to say that maybe the FBI or something is trying to use him to get to those richer people. <sighs> But wouldn't you want to slam down a really terrifying thing? Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't, I would. It doesn't sound like they got any... Mm-mm. Anything. That, that's, like, the only thing that I could think Yeah, that's fair. Gov, but at the same time, they had to shit, so... Yeah. <coughs> yeah. So there are a lot of... There are a lot of civil suits filed, at least two of them against Epstein uh, for $50 million against him, saying, like, I was a minor. A lot of them were dismissed, but a couple of them were settled out of court. Okay. Huh. Yeah, which is... Maybe those were the ones with enough against him. Probably. Yeah. So now we're getting into the really big ones, the 2014 and 15. And this is where um, a few things that um, everyone has heard of has kind of come in. So we've got uh, Virginia Roberts Giffrey, I believe is her name. Um, She signed an affidavit saying that at 17, she had been held as a sex slave by Epstein. That he and British socialite, the woman I was talking about before, Ghislaine Maxwell, trafficked her for... um, had trafficked her to several people, including Prince Andrew, and a retired. Oh. And who was it? Uh, her name is Virginia Roberts. No, no, no. Oh. You said Prince Andrew, and then who after that? Oh, and a retired Harvard law professor, Alan oh. Dershowitz. Okay. Yeah. Uh. They claimed that uh, Epstein and Maxwell and others had physically and sexually abused her. And that the FBI may have been involved in a cover-up. Wow. Maybe that's why involved with intelligence. Exactly. Um, He entered an out-of-court settlement with her, as he had done with several other lawsuits. A diary that she had was published online, uh, which I tried to find, and I couldn't find as much as I wanted to. So in that same thing, she also, um, she What'd also, you say, Liz? The FBI probably covered it up. Probably. Mm. She also um, sued Maxwell for defamation, mm. but that was also settled under seal in 2017, so we don't necessarily know what happened with that. Wow. Um, then the uh, Jane Doe versus Epstein and Trump in 2016. Ah, yes. This is the woman who came forward, or not came forward. This is the woman who said 
that Epstein and Donald Trump, a woman in California alleged that the two men sexually assaulted her when she was a teenager mm-hmm. at a party in Manhattan when she was 13 years old. Yep. Um, the case was dismissed by a federal judge because it didn't raise valid claims under federal law. Um, she okay. Another suit right? in New York, but was withdrawn. And her lawyer said it was withdrawn because she was receiving death threats. Yeah, I, I read about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently people were like, well, obviously she's lying if she withdrew. And it's like, well, no, she withdrew because of death threats, you fucking morons. Yeah. How scary is that? Can you even try to imagine it instead of just thinking the worst? Jesus. Exactly. So then multiple women start coming forward. Sarah Ransom, um, Bradley Edwards, who... Uh, Maria Farmer, and all of them are uh, against Epstein and Maxwell. Epstein and Maxwell. Epstein and Maxwell against Epstein. Um, Tons of women coming forward. So many women that it then hits sex trafficking charges. So uh, July 6th, it was this summer, he gets arrested at the airport in New Jersey Mm -hmm. on sex trafficking charges. And he's brought to the Metropolitan Correction Center in New York City. And there's kind of... Nope. Katie, you're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. They arrest him. And you arrest someone, you like, get those search warrants. You're searching all of his shit. And you're finding evidence, evidence, direct quote, evidence of sex trafficking, and also found, direct quote, hundreds and perhaps thousands of sexually suggestive photographs of fully or partially nude females. Some of those photos were confirmed underage. Locked in a safe were CDs found with handwritten labels, including descriptions of young, name plus name, miscellaneous nudes, and girl pics nude. Also found 70,000 in cash, 48 diamonds, a fraudulent Austrian passport, with a picture of Epstein and a different name with his fucking address listed as Saudi Arabia, which is the country that the arms dealer that I talked about earlier is from. Wow. (laughs) Katie, oh my God, what? Yes, this passport had numerous entrance and exit stamps, including stamps that showed the use of the passport for France, Spain, United Kingdom, and Saudi Arabia in the 1980s. That I pulled directly off of Wikipedia. Yeah. But I have all of its sources right next to it, and I looked into its sources, and it's fucking legit. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I did not know that they found all of that. Yeah, man. That's why I'm telling After I read all of this, I literally, like, sat under my blanket. I basically dumped almost a whole bottle of oil into my fucking diffuser. (laughs) Sat there and just like cried. Oh my god! Twelve years old, twelve years old, flown in with your fucking sisters. I'm like honestly like about to cry at the idea of it right now, and it's undeniable. And no justice. Mm. Yeah, the sheer lack of and miscarriage of justice is like just beyond me. So it makes me sick to my stomach. To so he, how so he's he- in jail. He okay. tries to kill himself in jail. He's put uh, on. Tr- 
Mm. He's put on suicide watch. For some reason, he's then taken off suicide watch. And the next day, he was found um, semi-conscious at 1.30 in the morning with marks around his neck that were suspected to be the result of suicide. Oh, wait, no, that was his first one. Okay, yeah. That was his first round. A it month- sounds to me like somebody fucked up the first time. It does sound to me like not him. fucked up the first time. Yeah, not him. Because he didn't do it. Yes. Um, it basically gets to a point where he is like, a, he's basically about to go on trial. And he is okay. about to give proof of the other people that he was involved with. And then he is found dead in his jail cell. And it's by suicide. Direct quotes. Keep in mind, he was on suicide watch. He was for some reason either taken off of it or whatever, but he was still supposed to be being watched by two federal guards because he was such an important witness. He is still somehow found dead by, quote unquote, suicide. Remember his brother that I was talking about a while ago? His -hmm. brother, Mark, hired... uh, uh, his own dude to do a uh, autopsy, like a third party autopsy on his brother. This person said, and I have their credentials, this person said that his body showed signs of homicide strangulation. Ah! And not, ah. Um, not, not suicide. And he said that some of the signs that he showed, so there was a breaking in the neck that was very specific, that was more likely. So like a broken point here and like a broken point here from like where your thumbs would yeah. go in. And it, that could happen if you hung yourself, but it's super unlikely to have those two breaks in that spot. It's way more consistent with strangulation. Yeah. Whoo, there it is. There's also parts of the autopsy that the original woman who did it has not and maybe won't release. Mm-hmm. So they were saying, well, maybe they just don't have all the info that we have. And that's why they think it was a murder. And then we're just like, well, fucking then release it. Just drop yeah. the whole autopsy report. Just drop yeah. it. Wow. So the big thing that happened today, this morning, is the two guards that were supposed to be watching Jeff Epstein that night were arrested because they apparently fell asleep when he committed suicide. Oh, my God. Covered their tracks to make it seem like that didn't happen. (gasps) Wow. So they're being Fell asleep. Mm -hmm. I'm doing air quotes now because they definitely just ignored it. Because they were probably paid to. So the thing is, is, is this is sort of like a two truths and a lie situation. They're obviously lying about falling asleep. Yeah. But they just admitted to forging documents. Yeah. That Locked says up. we were watching and he was fine, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's really fucking sketchy. Mm-hmm. So now just really quickly, we're going to go into the uh, rich ass friends section <laughs> um, just because there's so many things popping up. And one of the biggest issues is that Jeffrey Epstein died 
as the fucking connecting person to take down the elite 1% of dudes who are flying in girls. Yeah. When I say girls, I don't mean like when people accidentally call women girls. I mean actual fucking children, young girls. And it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Adnan Kazagi, the arms dealer, who died in 2017. So whatever connection Jeffrey Epstein had to him, I don't think that that dude was involved in his murder. Because when I found, when I first found that, I was like, oh, it was obviously the fucking arms dealer who got him a fraudulent passport. Obviously. <laughs> it's fucking obviously that dude. Um, but then he's dead. So it wasn't him. Uh, we have Donald Trump, one of his neighbors, known to be on his jet all the time. Known to be at parties with one another. Known to be at parties and was accused of raping a woman at the parties, regardless of the fact that those were withdrawn, those were thrown out there. We have uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was basically being referred to as the madame of his sex trafficking. And I just gotta say, whatever, this is all about, like, dudes are sucking. I feel like an extra sort of betrayal. Yeah. Absolutely. There's something about a woman being involved in bringing young girls to make this happen. Right. That I... It's because they would trust her more and that she could use that against them. It's why that bitch made the burn book. How fucking dare you? Mm -hmm. How dare you? And she's nowhere to be found right now, for the record. Are we serious? She's MIA right now. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I would too. And then um, she has very close rings, close ties with the Clintons. She can be seen front row and fucking center at uh, the, the, their daughter's wedding, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Ah. And that's, she's very close with them. Then there, the Clintons are just, just super close with Epstein. He is seen visiting the White House several times. Um, once Clinton left the office, he took several trips on the private plane. And while no one has necessarily come forward to accuse Bill Clinton of micon- of like misconduct specifically connected to Epstein, um, can any of us think of a time where Bill Clinton was accused of some oh, yeah. shit? He was accused of sexual assault, by the way. Yes, he was yeah. accused of sexual assault by Juanita Broderick. Yeah. And... He fucking, the whole thing with... With Monica Lewinsky. With Monica Lewinsky. I don't give a shit what anyone says. He was the fucking president of the United States, and she was a 21-year-old intern. Mm-hmm. If that's not an abuse of power, I don't know what the fuck is. Yep. So we can all stop blaming her. Thanks. Yeah. She was a fucking child. So, not legally, but she's 21 years old, and he is the fucking president. So I don't want to hear shit about, mm, it was consensual. Fuck off. Okay. Woo! <laughs> it's just, go, Katie, go! Makes me so mad. And uh, Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew, this is the... He was linked with the woman I was talking about, Virginia Roberts Giafri. Yeah. He recently did an interview. There's like a direct quote. <laughs> what a train wreck. It's the most fucking train wreck interview I've ever seen in my entire life. And this is the one big piece I'm going to pull out of it. Um... So there's a direct accusation of him raping that young, at 15, 15-year-old Virginia. 
she talks about how she remembers his sweat and his separation that he tried to separate himself from this said, well, at that time I had a medical condition where I actually couldn't sweat. Wow. Yeah. That Are was you his, serious? Yeah, I can't sweat. And then he follows it up with, but it's fixed. So I, I can sweat now. Yeah. Oh, fucking K. I'm sorry. That's what you're going to fucking go with, dude? That's some I, actual bullshit. She's thinking of someone else. I couldn't sweat, guys. <laughs> wow. Really, Prince Andrew? Like, you think if she if she remembers your sweat, she's not going to remember your face, you fucking moron? Oh, my yeah. God. Jesus. So she pretty much has the fucking bad ass that she is, was just like, he knows what he did, and he has to fucking live with that. I was mm-hmm. I was 15 years old. Um Yeah. Wow. And that is pretty much uh where we're at with Jeff Epstein. And there were so many other names, guys. So many other so names. These are just the Think of all the politicians that y'all like. Yeah. Some of them are probably on that list. Um, hold on, I actually have a really solid, really, really great four-part series. Um, and it's the Julie Brown article that I was talking about earlier. I got so much information from her. She just kicked fucking ass at one of the most in-depth invest, like, uh, the title of it is called Perversion of Justice. Mm. And it's a four-part thing. Part one, pyramid, sex pyramid scheme. Part two, undermining the case. Part three, another kind of justice. And then she's got a timeline and Epstein's connections. And she's got this really interesting sort of interactive map going on. Ooh. So you can click on things like in his inner circle. Um, It's the investigators, inner circle, and friends and associates. So we've got people, um, owner of MC2, which is now a defunct modeling agency, but they're based in Europe and Miami. There are witnesses that said that Epstein owned a stake in the modeling agency, which he allegedly used as a vessel to recruit young women and party, young women and girls for parties in his homes. Wow. Um, how many fucking kidnapping cases have started with, do you want to be a model? Let me take some pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, 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 wow. And we have uh, Nadia Markinkova. She was an alleged sex slave of Epstein's, um, but she was one of the people who was brought in as a co-conspirator who would supposedly bring other women to Jeff Epstein. Mm. Now she is a FAA certified commercial pilot and flight instructor who's like pretty big on Instagram. Her name is Global Girl. Hmm. Uh, We've got Alfredo Rodriguez who actually stole, he was a former houseman who stole that little black book that recently got released and it was referred to as the holy grail of phone contacts. Wow. Later used to connect him to Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, and also contained the names and phone numbers for dozens of young girls around the world in which he called. Wow. He did try to sell the book for profit, but then he died in 2015. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
How did he die? Did I, it say? No, actually. Was it a suspicious stuff? <laughs> I'm going to look into that. Uh, and then here's another girl, another fucking betrayal. Sarah Kellen Vickers, his assistant who helped arrange his massage schedule. Mm-hmm. She um, became like, a witness girl, and received why? Right? <sighs> so his big connections, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, the Duke of York, Leslie Wexner, billionaire owner of Victoria's Secret. What? Jay Lefkowitz, the senior partner at the law firm Kirkland & Ellis. Um, He has won two U.S. Supreme Court decisions in favor of pharmaceutical companies. Um, We have Jack Goldberger, who's a criminal attorney, and his lead attorney, another attorney, Roy Black. Um, Alan Dershowitz, he's a Harvard professor. Um, and he was also one of the people who was accused of raping Virginia Roberts and other teenage girls who were um, alleged sex slaves. Kenneth Starr, a former federal judge. Uh-huh. Yep. Wow. Um, he re- was also the chancellor of Baylor University, but he resigned in 2016 because of uh, how he handled sexual assaults at, the s- at school. So he was basically like, he was basically like too lenient on people. Yeah, of course he fucking was. Yeah. Of course he was. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yo, I knew it was going to have to do something with sexual assault as soon as you said like here's why. <laughs> yeah, and those yeah. are just a couple of them. There's um his little black book, Jeffrey Epstein's little black book got um released and I was looking through it. We're talking about numbers of Kennedys powerful names um that he was involved in and um i think one of the cool things about the memes that are going around is like super clear that this dude didn't kill himself and even if he did he shouldn't have had that opportunity that is a so many people are still in power and like doing bad things yeah because he died and uh there's no justice being received like, I'm kind of glad that he's dead because he's a piece of shit. But on the other hand, I really needed him to snitch. Holy shit. Yeah. I, we really needed that. So, yeah, that's Jeff Epstein, guys. Wow. wow. That's so much. And there's so, so much more. And there's, there's so much so more. much more. This is, like, oh pretty much God. all I was able to, like, talk about. Yeah. And capture in a week. <laughs> There's a, a great podcast called um, the, oh, what is it called? It's an in-depth podcast just about Jeff Epstein. Ah. I don't know. I hope that those people doing that podcast have something light in their lives to look forward to after doing all of that research. It's called uh, The Mysterious Mr. Epstein. Hmm. And it's called that because no one can really understand how he got where he is literally other than like sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, how, where did he get all of this money? How did he manage to have all of these connections? How did a fucking college dropout from Brooklyn manage end to up. end up with all this fucking end money? Up. 
How did he do? How did he do how this? How did he do it? Also, so uh, just the fact that there are so many people out there that are that high up in society who are sleeping with children. Like, guys, come on. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Seriously. much so that this guy was able to make so much money off of it. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. No, uh, like, truly out of control. Um, I need a shower. So, because <laughs> I knew that this, shower. <laughs> because I knew that this was going to be really hard, I actually um, searched for something that would all make us feel better. Yay! That was sort of in our wheelhouse. So um, that amazing true crime podcast, very famous, last podcast on the left, Mm -hmm. is actually coming to Portland. (gasps) Oh my god! um, I was like scrolling through my pot. I was scrolling through Facebook, and I'm part of the main murderinos. And for anyone who doesn't know, those are like murderinos, or what they call people who listen to my favorite murder. And also amazing. Also amazing. Someone posted in there asking if anyone. Anyone want to buy a ticket to last podcast on the left at the State Theater? The show is this Thursday. It's in the orchestra section. I can give greater detail if anyone is interested. Life has decided to fuck me so hard that I can't even get to the one event that I've been looking forward to for months. I had to jump through so many hoops just to get my ticket, and I'd hate to see it go to waste. So the first comment on there was from just a random person in there that said, what can we do to make it so that you can go? And she said, I have no idea. Everything is just awful. My car is in the shop. We have to move. We're so broke. And then people are like, is this a ride situation? Is it a money situation? So a whole group of people like offered to drive her from where she lives up in Surrey, Maine, which is like two hours away, down to Bangor, which is like an hour drive, so that she can take a bus from Bangor to Portland. And people like funded her bus ticket. And ah! also gave her money so that she could stand, spend the night in the hostel there. And, like, go to this thing. And I just thought it was so fucking cool. Oh, my God. That all strangers just, like, that. came together and were like, no, don't sell your fucking ticket. Like, you yeah. should go to this. We want to help you go. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So this she we has to have faith in humanity. So she posted yeah. an update. She got enough money for everything. She's definitely going, and I just thought that was really cool. And I thought maybe, Aww. maybe we would all need a little bit of light in our lives after oh, talking yes. about this. That's so wholesome, right? <laughs> Murderinos, man. Yo, somebody needs to tell the guys at LP on the left like about that. Oh my god, seriously? Yeah. I hope they see that shit. That's incredible, right? I just thought it was so sweet. Thanks so, yeah. for for having us end the episode like that. You're welcome. I figured we all needed that. Yeah. Oh, can I give a nice little happy thing? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, please. Okay. So last week, um, I had a client at the salon. She was a 15-year-old girl. And when I asked her her name, she said it so quietly that I had to like lean in really close and ask again. She's very shy and her mom and her were showing me pictures of bangs and she's never had bangs before. 
and I was giving her like a trim too. So we did the bangs, did the trim, I blew it out and I turned her, I love keeping them turned away from the mirror. So I turn her towards the mirror and she, I like hand her back her glasses. She puts them on and she looks at herself guys. And she started crying and she was like, Oh my God, oh my I love God. it so much. She was crying and I started crying and then she got up and she hugged me and it was like the most amazing thing because I just watched this like super quiet, obviously like self-conscious teenager, like turn into like such a happy person, so confident, like the bangs just like made her entire day and it just, I'm like, that is why I do what I do. I was like crying on the salon floor. And then her mom came over and we all hugged. Oh my God. Oh, that is so pure. Yeah. Fuck, I love that. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. I I really needed it, honestly. (laughs) I feel all warm and fuzzy inside. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Aw. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Um... As, As always. Usual. Yeah. Ah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> almost. Sorry. Follow Ro. us. So uh, <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. <laughs> Rate and review us. Please. Please, 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 please. That's like the most important thing. Like listens are really cool too, obviously, but like stuff is measured by um like rating People's and feedback. reviewing and feedback and stuff. And I'm not trying to be like, mm, do this so that we can make some money off of this. Cause like <laughs> we just enjoy doing this. It's really fun. Yeah. Um, but it would be really cool just to like get something that we could like put on our website to like maybe earn back just like the money we spend on like hosting or whatever. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> Tell us that we're cool or that we suck. I don't really care. I don't care what you say. Think you're better than me? Okay. That was oh the best God. video I've ever seen in my life, Liz. Thank yeah. you. Oh, you guys. Mm-hmm. Right, guys. Okay. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> we'll Thanks. talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Yeah. Also. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> Can you again, oh, my phone is talking to me. Your phone has a man voice? Yeah. For a little while, he was British. Oh. I would I tried to make him Australian, and then anytime I tried to call Mike, um, he would think that I was saying make, (laughs) M-A-K-E. And I'd be like, no, call Mike. And I'd be like, calling Mike. And I was like, no, 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 no. Mike calling Mike, and I, that's when I realized that Mike sounds like the word make with an Australian accent. <laughs> that's funny. Make, make, Mike, Mike, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs>